Welcome back to Digital Fluency, the only podcast where you are guaranteed to get smarter about the digital world or your money back. Digital Fluency is a special podcast series from the good folks at the Studio for Teaching and Learning Innovation. I'm your carmungeonly yet caring and always charming host, Adam Barger, and I am the instructor for the William & Mary course entitled Digital Fluency, Footprints and Philosophies, which provides the content for this series. As always, I'm joined by our student producer extraordinaire, Jacob Hall. How are you, Jacob? Doing wonderful today. How about you? I'm doing okay, you know, in this virtual studio that we have. And, uh, you know, I'm so grateful for the interwebs or the internet or the World Wide Web or the net. What do you prefer, Jacob? What's your preferred nomenclature here? Ooh, I love the interwebs. That's definitely how I refer to it with my friends. Interwebs. Yeah, it's the best of both worlds. Uh, so the, one of the reasons I love it, Jacob, is because it gave me a fantastic idea that might send me into early retirement. Ooh, do tell. Well, I'll tell you, but you need to keep it a secret between you and me and our millions of digital fluency listeners. Of course. Your secret is safe with me. Okay, here it is. You know how when you're drinking a cup of coffee and you get to mm -hmm. the end and you say, I'd like some more coffee. Have you ever had that experience? Oh, all the time. Okay, so what if you put a sensor and an internet uh, connection device in your coffee mug? So when you get to the bottom of the mug, it travels, it, it sends a signal through the interwebs to your coffee maker and starts your next cup. Adam, what do you think? That sounds kind of like the mug that I already have. Well, what, what mug is that? You're saying this, is, this has been done? Yeah, there's a lot of things connected to the internet these days. There's mugs already connected to the internet? Unfortunately so. Ah, all right. I'll keep my day job, but I think we should talk about this, this internet of things a little more. Sounds good. So this is actually our topic from class this week, uh, the internet of things. Uh, closely related to Web 3.0, um, like we talked about before, but it's the idea that as the influence of the internet grows, we want more and more connectivity so that our lives are easier, maybe more productive. And so it can, the internet of things is about predicting what you need. What do you think of that? I love it. Yeah, me too, because I want things to be easier. I don't want to have to think for myself at all. I want to know that when I wake up in the morning, my cell phone is going to tell me exactly what to do because it's connected to my calendar. Mm -hmm. It's going to tell me exactly what to wear because it's connected to my weather, right? It's going to start my car for me. My car is going to guide my, uh, guide my driving to work. When I get to work, I want to have alerts sent to my wrist so I don't have to think about when my next meeting is. All right, I want my smart water bottle to tell me how much water to drink. I want my smart watch to tell me how many steps to take. All these things are important, but most important, I think, uh, are, uh, these webcams. Have you seen these webcams? They're showing up everywhere. Like, have you, do you think you should have a webcam on your doorbell? That sounds useful. I could, I could check out what's in front of my door online. Yeah, that yeah, could be useful. What about like, a webcam, like on a baby monitor, you know, so you can, yeah. you can check out what your kid's doing when you're on a business trip. See if they're all right. That would be a good peace of mind. 
good peace of mind. All right, all right. Well, what about like a webcam in your fridge so you know when you need food? Well, I guess I could get down for that. It's, you know, pretty easy to check the fridge, but we, I could do that, sure. All right, okay. How about a webcam like in your bathroom so you can remember if you've turned the light off or not? Hmm, well, sure. I'll, I'll put a webcam in my bathroom. Okay, so you, you got no limits, Jacob. This must, be, <laughs> this must be a Gen Z thing. I'm trying to find your limit on where you wouldn't have a webcam. Uh, and th this is the tension we have with the Internet of Things. We want the capacity to do lots of things uh, with the Internet in terms of connecting us to one another, connecting us to inner information, predicting what we need. But that doesn't come cheap where I should say it doesn't come without a cost. So I'm gonna give you a couple of tensions here and get your reactions to it uh, as our resident student and producer extraordinaire. Uh, so these are uh, what we called in class, the internet of things tensions. And these are social tensions and maybe even ethical tensions that we all have to consider when connecting all of our stuff to the internet, whether it's our coffee maker, our smart water bottle, our webcam, our car, right? Uh, so the first tension is capability versus security. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to give you a little uh, phrase to help you understand this. Um, and this one might blow your mind because, um, well, you'll see, right? Capability versus security. The more networked things do for you, the more of you is networked. I think that, that makes make sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of circular, right? So, so mm -hmm. if you want things to do, do for you, right? If you want them to be productive for you and you network them, that means more of you as a person is networked. Mm -hmm. So you got your smart water bottle and you're, you're getting alerts to your watch to drink another bottle of water. Well, that data of how much water you drink and when is probably being stored somewhere in the right. cloud. Does that bother you? I don't know. I think it could bother me if I didn't feel like that data was being held in confidence. Ah, so yeah, so that is that security tension. So if we feel like our data is secure, hmm, that might be worth it. How much capability do we want in order to give up security or how little security do we need uh, or what are we willing to sacrifice for those capabilities. Right. So for me, this is my limit. I can't bring myself to get a, a webcam on my doorbell. I just can't do it because even though people say, hey, if someone wants to steal the footage of my front porch, fine. I just can't get past the uh, moral dilemma there of someone stealing data, even though I don't really care that much about the footage of my front porch. Right. All right. So I just can't bring myself to do it. And so anything that is monitoring or recording um, what I'm doing, I, I just don't trust it. So I have no Alexas. I have no Google Homes. Um, you know, I have no ring doorbells, things like that. So, so that, that's kind of my limit. Um, uh -huh. do, you have, do you have an idea of, of where you would draw the line? Yeah, I think I actually have a similar perspective on that. A lot of like 
you know, I have, I have my laptop and my computer, I have my phone, and these are, these are devices with recording capabilities. I have this webcam, I'm talking to you over Zoom right now on my laptop. Sometimes I'll, you know, call some video call someone or something like that. But at the end of the day, I really like to turn off all of those devices and know that there's really nothing that could be recording me then. Mm, okay, so you are taking specific action to kind of uh, put a push pause on the Internet of Things. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's good. I like that. So I think that's the first tension we need to navigate is how much security do we want and weigh that against the capabilities uh, we might need. Mm-hmm. The second is a little bit similar. The second tension is this. When it comes to the Internet of Things, convenience versus privacy. You have to weigh convenience versus privacy. So the easier or more efficient things um, require more data. Right. right. So if I want the convenience of knowing exactly how long I slept or exactly how much my mile time for running has improved, which is none at all, I have to be willing to give up the data that it takes to calculate that. Right. right? Or if I want the convenience of knowing where my car is parked, I have to be willing to give up the data of my geolocation. So convenience versus privacy. And I see this as probably the biggest thing that's uh, changed over the last five years or so is that folks are willing to give up a lot of data for the convenience that comes with it. So in my life, I tend to be pretty private with data, um, but it makes my smartphone not so smart because I have all these things turned off. Uh, So it's not as convenient to, you know, send my location or or share my location, for example. So um, I kind of lock this one down pretty tightly. Uh, Where are you on this one? This is one that I think I go back and forth on more. Uh, The other day I had in my Google calendar, uh, you know, an event set. Uh, downtown in Williamsburg, and I, I it knew what time and where the event was going to be. And I got a notification on my phone, like, I don't know, 12, 15 minutes beforehand saying, hey, you should leave the house right now if you want to make it to this event on time. And Yikes. to me, that was a very crazy moment where I kind of had to reckon with the fact that my phone knew where I was, where I should be in 15 minutes, and then was doing the calculations for when I should be leaving. And that felt like maybe a bridge too far for me uh, when it comes to how much privacy that I want when it comes to my location and my data in general. Yeah, that freaks me out a little bit. I I think take that one step further, and this happened just the other day. Um, I will admit that uh, my wife, uh, though she is beautiful and intelligent, we differ on this. She does not value privacy as much. And so uh, her phone settings are different and we're in the car. And I said, Hey, can you, we need to set um, a reminder to, uh, to cancel this subscription in a month. Cause we're doing like a free one month to something. Uh, she's like, great. So she pulls out her phone, hits the calendar app and guess what comes up already pre-populated cancel subscription. It was wow. listening because there was some sort of trigger word, you know, like um, calendar or reminder. That really bothers me. The idea of devices always listening. And we know this is a thing from the early days of, you know, Alexa and 
and Google Home and, mm-hmm. and even Siri, right? Um, so it was super efficient to have that invite or that, I'm sorry, that calendar event already populated, but we had to give up that privacy for the convenience. And right. so I think that's something everyone has to uh, be aware of and they have to be able to go in and, and be aware of what they can turn on and off, which is something that I think the, the tech companies don't really educate us, you know, uh, super well in, you know, have, have you Jacob um, customized your settings much on your phone? I have, I, I go back and forth on some of the settings. Um, I have an Android phone. And so there's the, um, the ability to say, Hey, Google, and it'll just start like listening to whatever you say. And <laughs> as I said that my phone blinks on and starts listening to my sentence. Um, yep. <laughs> and so that sort of omnipresent feeling where my phone is always at least listening for the words, Hey Google, which means that it is always listening to what I'm saying is, uh, is something that I've, I've turned off a few times. It's something that I've, I've gone in and tried to find some privacy settings around, but ultimately it's sort of this black box, right? I don't really know what's happening at the software level on my phone. And when I think about like, how everyone's holding a phone like this, it, it kind of reminds me of the phrase, the gun is always loaded, right? Like the, the phone microphone is now always on. Like the, there's always this possibility that you could be recorded or your data could be collected. Even when it's not like outright nefarious, it feels like a new part of everyone's life that we have to understand. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I I have a hard time with this one because it's not going away and I do like the convenience, you know, right. like I like being able to see the location of my wife when she's coming home so I can, you know, be ready. Like I turn on the oven or, or whatever I need to do uh, to help with what's next. If I set an alert to ping me when she's in the neighborhood, we're tracking her location. And so I love that convenience but man, I really struggle with the privacy aspect given, uh, you know, the multiple privacy breaches or data breaches we've had. Right. And that's kind of, um, kind of relates to our last tension. And this is the hardest one because this is a real social, uh, kind of anthropological tension. And that is, uh, so we've had capability versus security. That was one convenience versus privacy. That was two. This last one is people versus things people versus things. And by things, I mean basically technology. Now I'm gonna borrow this idea from an MIT researcher named Sherry Turkle. Uh, she has one of the most watched TED Talks uh, online. And her thing is this, the more we expect from technology, the less we expect from each other. The more we wow. expect from technology, the less we expect from each other. And so the idea is if we come to rely on our internet of things to do more and more for us and fill, fill more and more of our lives, does it follow that we would not expect those things from other humans? And if it does, is that bad? So no easy answers to that one. Yeah, you could say that again. I don't really know how to even like describe how my life will be impacted going forward as technology continues to play a larger and larger role with my day-to-day activities. 
I don't know if I'm comfortable with things having such a major influence in how I, I live and, and who I talk to and what data is collected about me. It's really quite a big question. It is. And uh, I would recommend anyone listening to check out Sherry Turkle's work. One of her books is called Alone Together. And it makes the case that we are increasingly looking inwards to our, our phones and our technology instead of outwards to other people. So even though uh, we are together um, physically, we're kind of alone sociologically. And uh, the popular phrase for this, a good example of this is fubbing. It's not a bad word, I promise. Do you know what fubbing is, Jacob? Fubbing. I think I've heard it before, but I couldn't define it for you. So the idea of fubbing is snubbing others around you because you're on your phone. Mm. And so if you are in a meeting or in a social setting uh, and you kind of zone out, look down and you're surfing your phone, you are fubbing. And I would see that as a, as a no-no. But what we're seeing is that maybe the, the Generation Z folks see that as a norm. Right. Hmm. That's interesting. I really hope it's spelled with a PH, fubbing. It is absolutely spelled with a PH. So it, it, it looks better than it sounds. So Excellent. Uh, I think we could take the idea of fubbing or people versus things and find some, some practical ways to uh, find balance there if that's what we want. And so the, the Internet of Things is a tool for good and evil. Maybe even it's just neutral. Uh, it's up for debate. But the point here uh, for today's lesson on digital fluency is you have the power. You can uh, set your uh, data security measures. You can change your notifications and privacy settings. Uh, and you can kind of control these uh, social interactions uh, once you're aware. So now that we know, we can go uh, save the Internet of Things. Let's dive in. Let's do that. And uh, uh, if you could go ahead and send me that coffee mug, um, I would <laughs> like to have a look at that. All right. Well, careful. It does have a webcam on it. So you... <laughs> <laughs> nice. I always Don't wanted to see what my bathroom. mouth looks like. Yeah. <laughs> take it into the bathroom. Awesome. Jacob, thanks for joining me again on Digital Fluency. Hopefully, uh, uh, folks get some good use out of our Internet of Things tensions. Absolutely. All right. Have a good one. You too.